Welcome back to the third episode of Girls Have Explosive Diarrhea and You Just Don't Know About It Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a savage. savage. What are we talking about today, Parm? Well, before before that, I just want to say every time we start an episode, I feel like we're radio hosts kind of. And it's like, welcome back to 97.6. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, well, I feel like podcasts are just like the, the, the new radio, right? Radio's dead. Yeah, radio radio's fucking dead. Video killed the radio star. Podcast just swooped in and was like, look at me. I'm about to steal your girl. And your girl yeah. is the people, the general, the general population is the yeah. girl. Well, I guess this week's episode is... A lot more philosophical than the ones that we had before. The ones before were a little bit more um, psychology, psychological. I don't know. Psychological? (laughs) Psychology based? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, this one is is all about philosophy, pretty much. More specifically, Eastern philosophy. Yeah, actually, this episode is sponsored by Ford. (laughs) I'm kidding. Wait, Doug? Fuck or the car that company. guy. Fuck that oh guy. He's, God, doing, for real. he's doing pretty shit. He's ruining my entire existence. Imagine being so bad at your job. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I could never. I could never. I'm not even that good at my job, but I could, ne- I could never be that bad at my job. That bad, yeah. That's insane. Um, How does he sleep but, at night? Yeah, I know. But yeah, so this episode was actually, I guess, inspired by a book called The Path by mm-hmm. Michael Puet. Michael Puet? 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 Michael Puet. And that's why we read it. That's that's the only reason we read it. (laughs) We're all about the fucking shit. Because his name has a tenuous connection to poo. That's why we read anything. Wait, is that... That's what we were talking about right now? Oh. Oh. Parm, you're so funny. Dude, no, you are. Wait, your nails you look are. so cute. What Thanks, is that color? Cyan? Electric blue. No. <laughs> electric, electric blue. blue. Wow. Is that the actual nail color or is that just your interpretation of it? It's my interpretation of it, but also like this could be seen in two ways. Electric blue and like stunningly beautiful, but it can also be seen as, it can also be seen as, you know, the color of tarps. Oh my God. I cannot see it now. I, I, I fucking, please, I hate them. Get them out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's or like the exact duck, color duct of tarps. Yeah. Yeah, the, to the T. Oh my um, God. Tarps are this, just the most unruly pieces of like material. Like folding up a tarp, like my version of hell is just you have to fold up a tarp over and over again <laughs> to get it as small as you possibly can. And it's impossible because tarps are so unruly. They're so like unyielding, you know, they're like so bulky. Yeah, dude, if you if you expect to fold a tarp and have the corners meet, you're you're just gonna go fucking insane. Cause you're yeah, just exactly. gonna have the worst time ever. Yeah. That's and that's yeah. why it's hell. So fuck a tarp, man. Fuck a tarp. Tarps off. So yeah. The book, the path. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which- the path. Yeah. So it's a book by a Harvard professor and uh, a journalist who wanted to know why. She wanted to know the re- the journalist that is wanted to know the reason why a course on ancient Chinese philosophy had become the second most popular course at Harvard. I think that's correct, right? Second or third? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, she was like, "What's up with this? Because this is technically a dead art. So why are so many people taking this course?" 
especially like in like Western culture, like why are people so interested in in this uh, course that is exclusively talking about Eastern philosophy and Eastern values and stuff. So, yeah. And basically the reason that she discovered was that not only were the ideas very important and salient and like beautiful, but it was also like the professor just did such a good job at explaining it and like embodied the teachings. So she kind of found that this course was like addressing a lot of anxieties that these millennial Western students were experiencing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because we're fucking experiencing millennial existential, all this fucking bullshit. Yeah, so much. Imagine being a Uh, millennial and then not not experiencing existential dread. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then then you're just then you just must not pay attention to anything that's happening in the world. You just must be ignorantly blissful, blissfully ignorant. Yeah, you're definitely like one of the bush people of Australia who does not interact with technology and whatnot. A bogan. A bogan. But yeah, so we both kind of read this book. And the reason why I guess we were so invested in this self topic is because I guess we're kind of in a period in our lives where we're thinking a little bit more about who we are as people and like what that actually means. So yeah, we thought we would talk about the self. Um, the what? The ah. The ah. I'm a savage. <laughs> um, well, I guess we should start off by talking about the the Western conception of the self because that's what we're going to be contrasting these ideas with and like how current self-conceptions sort of came to be. Like why do I think of myself a certain way as a being with certain attributes and like certain things that I hold dear? Like how did that happen? Because like we obviously experiencing the self it's like you just kind of assume that that's how it's always been because it's like that's how that's how it has been for you but like all these sort of ideas that we think are inherent to humanity actually have like historical bases bases (laughs) historical base (laughs) and like foundations in like culture and history and stuff yeah um and i feel like a lot of those uh go ahead sorry no, no, I, sorry. I, so, I actually sorry to was cut like, you off. no, no, no. I was like, I was so happy you did because I, I didn't even know what I was going to say next. I was just hopefully, hopefully going to say something good, and then, and then you were cut, you, you cut me off, and I was like, sick. But then I panicked, <laughs> and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> and, and then you explained everything. About yeah, and now here we are explaining it. the explanation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was going to say was like, I guess another thing is like the Western conception of the self is. I guess something that is seen to be, especially right now, is something that is very um, objective and um, Mm -hmm. on the basis of like a lot of like labeling and titling. And I think that like inherently humans are way more comfortable, especially in Western society, kind of. And I think we talked about this in our first episode, like placing a name on something or labeling something in order to like make us understand it better. And I think that... Yeah, and I think that like inherently us as humans and we attribute this to the self, we kind of um, associate like different labels or describe ourselves as like different uh, like objective concepts um, in order to make it more comfortable for us. Like it, it makes us a lot comfortable with like living and understanding people and concepts and whatnot. So I guess naturally because we do that as as, as like a species, it makes it a lot easier for us to think of the concept of the self as something that is like not abstract when in fact 
it is very abstract and thinking of it as something that is very abstract is in my opinion at least and i guess in the opinion of fucking confucius um uh a way of like understanding that it's an abstract thought is kind of a stepping stone to like living a more fulfilling and meaningful life i think yeah yeah and not just abstract but also arbitrary like the the definition that we have of of who we are is just something that currently happens to be the reigning definition and it's grounded in like very modern ideas like whatever fucking capitalism and neoliberalism and like protestantism and like all this stuff that like is pretty new but we also forget that like that's just kind of the current uh like blink of history that we that we are living in and there's been so many other like um variations of what the self means and like what it can become like throughout history but we're so caught in this like one version of it that like it's really hard to remember that yeah um, and i find that there's like a lot of things also that kind of enable that like limited way of thinking like yeah social media and the internet is a huge like example of that and people just kind of projecting their like quote unquote self onto the internet and then people receiving that and then associating labels with that. And it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy of uh, projecting who you are, quote unquote, and then people understanding who you are, but that who you are part of it is something that I think that everyone should take a little bit more time to understand what that actually means. And that's why we're fucking doing this podcast (laughs) this podcast will change everything (laughs) i hope it won't but i hope um Um, no but yeah the social media thing like yeah like it like the whole premise is is like branding basically it's like you're mm -hmm. you create this like character for yourself through your words and your content (laughs) online and like once you sort of you like you 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 kind of create this arbitrary thing and then over time it solidifies and then you kind of like lock yourself into this thing that like like why did you land on that and why did you think this was a good thing to do and then you just kind of keep going and going and going also yeah a really interesting thing that an interesting trend that's becoming ever more popular is astrology and I feel like the yeah. turn to astrology speaks a lot to that anxiety of like who the fuck am I <laughs> and Dude, like yeah. I, like I, I don't, I don't fuck. Wait, what's with your astrology. what's your what's your sign? What's your ah! sign? <laughs> I'm a Cancer bitch. <laughs> You're a rising rising sun, rising Wait, moon, rising star. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if a fucking Fr- Freddie Mercury's in Gatorade. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what my rising is. I I don't know anything. I'm just a Virgo, and you know how Virgos are. We're like totally. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, fucking astrology, dude. It's it's almost comical how much people place like emphasis on of yeah. like who they are on the fucking most generalized descriptions of personalities ever. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's that's so me. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, like. But also, it this makes sense. Month, yeah, it also makes this sense. Month, like, I'm I- feeling. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, dude. You you had so much more to say. No, 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 no. Do do your thing. Okay, I don't even fucking. Uh, oh yeah, like crank that sh- cr- soldier boy. Crank that soldier boy. Yeah. Okay, well. Um. Yeah. Like it makes sense. I understand why people do it, and 
I like I like hate on astrology a lot, but also like whatever. Like it's kind of it's kind of it makes sense, and it's like I don't think people like hardcore astrologers necessarily believe that like the movement of the planets and the stars affect their personality or like you know I think they I think it's just like a, a way to kind of understand where you are, where you're at in life and kind of like guide your decisions or whatever. Uh, and it can like yeah. it can like push you to to like think outside the box or whatever. But um. I think also, though, it's kind of so kind of off topic, but I feel actually not really, but I feel like it's kind of like religion. It's Mm. like something Mm -hmm. something that you kind of believe in to make yourself more at ease with the way that the world is and and like make you understand the world a little bit more, make you understand yourself a little bit more. But I also think that like it can the reason why I kind of am like fucking astrology (laughs) is because um I ultimately think, and we will talk about this later on, obviously, in this episode, I ultimately think that um, when you read something about, like, who you are, um, there's a natural tendency to manifest that in, like, your everyday decisions without you, like, really realizing it. Like, I think subconsciously, when you think that you are a certain way, then you make a lot of decisions based off of that thought of, like, who you are. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm like a, or like, I'm like an angry person, or I'm like a like blank person and then every decision that you're faced with on a day-to-day basis subconsciously you're like oh this is the way that I would react as I am this blank person this type of like person yeah a hundred percent and I think Um, that's kind of where it's detrimental but I mean stay tuned and we'll talk about more on that (laughs) option (laughs) yeah and the and the other ways that it's detrimental I feel like or like if you ever judge someone based on their sign then that's stupid but like I don't actually I haven't actually encountered that very often like I hear that a lot as a um as a commentary on astrology like oh my god like people just like use it to vindicate their own shitty behavior like I'm being such a bitch this month because like Mercury's (laughs) in retrograde or whatever that's just who I am classic classic Pisces but it's like I don't know if people actually do that I don't know I I'm not like in the world enough to judge it but I um, think yeah I think that's fair like I'm also not in the world enough to judge it but I think I think I appreciate it in a sense that it gives people like hope in this fucking crazy world where you don't yes. know what anything is happening and it gives you a little bit more sense of like an understanding, but I don't think that it should justify your behavior and put you into this like box of like, I'm a Virgo, so I'm fucking yeah, this way, you know? exactly. Also, there's really interesting studies about how people are very likely to like accept any sort of description about their character regardless yeah. of what it entails like if you read something that's that's directed at you and that's supposed to be about you you're inherently gonna like start to believe that's true like even me like I was I like looked up um like my cancer horoscope out of curiosity and I was like reading it and like nodding along like yeah this is totally me like and I yeah. guess but then I like clicked over to like the Pisces chart and there too, I was like, oh yeah, this is totally me. And then I clicked over to the Leo chart and it was the same thing. And I think it just goes to show that we're so <laughs> we're so unsure of who we are that we just accept any description of ourselves as something that could potentially be true, which is so funny. Yeah. It's almost like it's like bi- like it's like completely biased because you're like, yeah, it's it you don't really know who you are. But another thing is people are so egocentric. Like yeah, yeah. fucking humans <laughs> fucking love themselves. Like they we're obsessed with ourselves that's just like how we are and I feel like the same way the same way that people feel so threatened when someone says something about their identity that they don't agree with in the same way it's like 
we're so quick to accept things that are good and we think yeah. are accurate descriptions of ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like I'm totally, I'm totally open-minded. Like, fucking yeah. pass me that joint, I'll fucking smoke it. <laughs> I'll toke that Mary Jane cigarette, dude. I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> say I won't do it, say I won't do it. <laughs> no, it's so true. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually another, I feel like quite negative aspect of like the western self or the current conception of the western self is like it's so individualistic and like based on personal advancement and like accretion of wealth and wealth not even just in like a monetary sense but in like a physical and like figurative like number of followers or like whether or not you have a fucking yeah, like, verified blue check yeah like all the yeah, all the all the like um wealth symbols are now displaying themselves on like the social internet like in numerical values which is like so fucked and like yeah um and it and it fucking it's crazy because when we see that we translate that as a sense of like self-worth and like who we are yeah which is fucking wrong it's actually so stupid don't do that don't do that but i do that every day but Uh, yeah every day i do it every day i tell myself not to do it and then i immediately proceed to do it Yeah. yeah um um but i feel like the the overarching theme of the Western perception of self is it's, it's limited. I think it's limited. Yeah. It's very limited. And I think it's, I think inherent it like the most thing that it limits, the biggest thing that it limits. Wow. I literally went down. That's crazy. Grade the most- level. <laughs> I would say like even earlier, like maybe pre-K. <laughs> Donald Trump just hopped into my mind and started speaking really quickly. The most um, thing. <laughs> but but yeah, the, I think that the biggest thing that it limits is self-growth and yeah. um, being able to evolve. Yeah, but not know. in the ways we would not in the ways we would traditionally attach as being valuable. Like I feel like exponential because like obviously like the system of capitalism has like trickled down into like our self-conception. Wait, fucking wait. capitalism! Wait, what's that, <laughs> um, dude? I can't believe, dude, communism is so underrated. Wait. Yo, I <laughs> love communism. I'm, I'm, I like Marx, dude, so hot. Hottest guy. Religion is the open. Dude, wait, did I tell you one of the first weeks that I moved to San Francisco? Wait, um, whoa. You, sorry, you live in, <laughs> I can't even do it. I like tired myself out before I even finished it. Sorry. Can I, I live in California. If I can deal with it. I surfed yesterday. I caught two waves. Oh, it's actually so Kawabunga. sad. Kawabunga. Um, but yeah, the, the one of the one of the weeks, first weeks that I moved to San Francisco, um, I experienced a homeless lady walking on the street, and she yells, "Opiates are the religion of the masses." <laughs> nice little and reversal I was like, there. Hell, um, like, hell yeah, bitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So like, we always we. Oftentimes, I feel like attribute growth with like the accretion of like external validation or whatever. Like, if we're making money and like, and like if we have lots of friends and if we're like really smart or whatever. But I feel like that's also limited. Like, I feel like it completely closes off um, the other ways that uh, like the best parts of ourselves can manifest, which is like in relationships and in like the moment to moment of like existence and like the good we do for other people and stuff for sure the biggest thing about this is i don't know ultimately i feel like who we are is not 
isn't in what we do, but it's, it's in who we choose to be in every moment of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that goes like further. It's like how we react to specific situations, the decisions that we make on a day to day and like not who we are on paper. Like, I think that when (laughs) you ask on paper, (laughs) on paper, we're perfect. Perfect on paper. (sighs) Um, Just ticking every box. But <laughs> if you understood that reference, then uh, then you can hang. If not, yeah. fucking watch some Love Island. Educate yourself culturally. Yeah, literally. God, imagine not watching Love Island. That's absolutely disgusting. But behavior. Yeah. You're listening to this like, who am I? And if if what Molly just said, you, you don't watch Love Island, you're a loser. That's what you are. So yeah, you're a loser. <laughs> also, is your nail polish tarp number three? <laughs> That's actually kind of a sick, like, imagine, like, a, a, a cosmetic company that named all their products after, like, hardware or, like, construction materials. <laughs> Camping okay, <items>. Electric tape. <laughs> construction worker vest yellow. Allen key number six. <laughs> <laughs> YouTubers are like, um, this is, this is this Allen is key. Bolt. <laughs> This is bold. This is electric drill. <laughs> Damn, I'm actually so unprepared for like the physical labor that's going to come with adulthood. Like, uh, like, like what? Anything Fucking... to anything to like anything to do with like practical like, like improvements, like, like mowing, like the home lawn? improvement. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I can <laughs> no, I can mow the lawn. But like, if if I had to replace any sort of, I don't know. But I guess I can learn any of that, right? Dude, I can learn any of that because myself is inherently malleable. Yeah. Wait, another thing is like, there's a reason why it's called the handyman. If you got two hands, you can fucking do it. Oh, damn. Never thought of it that way. Also, righty tighty, lefty loosey. That's all you need to know. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can learn. You can be fucking malleable. Learn. Teach yourself. Learn. Yeah, Through. learn. But actually, yeah. Uh, so um, one of the quotes from The Path. I feel like kind of gives us a lot more slack um, in understanding why we behave the way that we do as humans. It says, all things have disposition, (laughs) cleared my throat. Yeah, I know. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) All living, (laughs) all living things have dispositions or tendencies to respond to things in certain ways. Just as a flower has an inherent disposition to lean towards the sun, our disposition is to respond emotionally to other people. I feel like that's so facts. And I, I feel like some, like something that I have kind of been struggling with is like, I tend to respond emotionally a lot of the time and (laughs) (laughs) to a fault sometimes but I think it's I think it's nice to kind of reaffirm that that's just who we are as human beings like that's like a very natural part of being a human um yeah yeah and also that inherent disposition to react emotionally is how we kind of fall into patterns of behavior and when we let those patterns of when we let those patterns of behavior like solidify that's how we sort of come to our understanding an understanding of ourselves and like our quote unquote personality. Like for example, um, I was, I was in, <laughs> this, is, this is so annoying, but I was in the gifted program in high school, which Fuck I, off. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. I know it's so shitty. Wait, wait, but, 
Wait, I have I have a caveat. No, I have a caveat. I don't think I'm gifted. I think I'm exceedingly average. And I think that anyone who's labeled gifted at that young of an age is going to grow into that label accordingly. And anyone who is is granted in in another label who doesn't make it into the gifted program is going to, you know, grow to that label accordingly. So yeah. a lot of the like there was a weird like I don't know, like it I think I think it's very dangerous to like to label someone. Yeah. <laughs> Especially a sure. child. You're basically yeah. telling anyone who doesn't doesn't make that program that they're stupid, which is just not true. I didn't think the gifted kids were any any smarter or like more special than the non-gifted kids. Um, and I was gonna say yeah, and like instilling that into people at such a young age, it like provides a bunch of like concepts and ideas about their self, and they yeah. continue their lives like thinking in that limited way of like, oh, I wasn't labeled this thing, so I am not smart, for example. And exactly that's like super detrimental in creating a bunch of insecurities that will fucking follow you for the rest of your life if you're not careful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but so Confucius, so this Confucius is one of the philosophers that this dude, Michael Puitt, um, <laughs> talks a lot about <laughs> in the path. And um, his conception of the self is like completely different. It's not like a collection of, traits like in in his mind like no one is an inherently angry person no one is an inherently anxious person what has happened is that like you found yourself in situations that um bring out anxiety or anger because like parm said before we're like emotional creatures responsive emotional creatures that are always uh you know our emotions are always being drawn out by like our interpersonal lives yeah so if you find yourself for example if you have like a really uh a bad home life growing up and your parents are like really aggressive um maybe you'll kind of develop these walls of uh you'll develop like um like a fearful you'll like close yourself up emotionally and then you'll start to think of yourself as that kind of a person when really it's just your parents that brought that out in you multiple times until it hardened yeah um I feel it. Yeah. And I think that I ultimately think that people are a collection of their experiences and the people that they meet, their relationships. And um, yeah, like when you're growing up and something like that happens to you, it's it's inevitable that it's going to impact the way that you see the world. But I think that the most challenging part about being a human is being able to step back and look at these things from a third perspective party perspective and be like I'm acting angry right now what is the reason that I'm acting angry is it because I'm insecure about this thing is it because when I was younger this happened to me and it's triggering Mm -hmm. something in me that is like making me behave this way and like looking back like stepping back and looking at that is pretty much the only way that you can put your pride aside and decide that you want to like change and be like a malleable person and not conform to all of those predisposed labels of who you are. Yeah, don't conform to society. It's also so interesting that we have the capacity to do that, like to separate or to separate ourselves ourselves like to there's like some rational part of ourselves that's able to look down on our behavior and like it's that part of ourselves I think that we need to spend the most time like honing and like whenever I'm whenever I'm like acting like a crazy bitch or whatever I'm (laughs) I just I just remember that like yeah whenever I'm being a little slut I just remember that like that's that's just one part of me reacting that's the reactionary part of me that is um kind of like monstrous (laughs) 
but I have this other side of me. Uh, that's totally true. And that's ultimately like, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, like the ability to do that is a hundred percent a privilege because if you're too busy fucking thinking about survival, thinking about where you're going to oh, sleep yeah. at night, like yeah. what you're going to eat, what the food you're going to put on the table, then you're not going to be able to be intentional with all of your interactions and all of your decisions because you're just fucking worried about some other shit that is way That's very more, true yeah way more like and that is why capitalism must die <laughs> dude commies for life um yeah that's true that it's very it's very privileged behavior like t- talking about philosophy at all is very pl- privileged behavior definitely and like yeah hap- yeah yeah um wait but that actually so there's so there's a humanistic psychologist called Carl Rogers and I guess he kind of makes this point perfectly about how for a person to like grow quote unquote they need an environment that provides them with the genuineness so like openness and self-disclosure acceptance so being seen Mm -hmm. with unconditional positive regard and empathy being listened to and understood in order for them to have the space and like the ability to grow and he makes the point Mm -hmm. that much like a tree will not grow without sunlight and water like we won't be healthy personalities and healthy relationships would not be able to be created if we don't have an environment that kind of supports that and so that's like yeah it totally makes sense if someone is like someone's survival needs are not being met then it's really difficult for them to be able to think in that way and totally assess their behavior yeah but yeah we are a fucking collection of experiences we are indeed um and yeah like a confusion a confusion approach to the self would be like Wait, you're confused just... <laughs> dude <laughs> dude we're doing a podcast it's fine don't be confused <laughs> cheers bruv <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just fucking but that a confusion approach to the self wouldn't be to like see it as a thing that's kind of unchanging or or to to see it as like personality traits like it would be to see it as just as just what we were saying as like arbitrary patterns that have been brought out by like a chaotic world yeah pretty randomly over time and then a really beautiful and like positive and um like generous like part of this of like confucianism and like his conception of the self is like you when you notice your patterns um and kind of have the mindset of like of shifting them then you can literally become like any sort of person you want in like any given any given moment of experience and um i think this comes out the most in like our interactions with people like i used to i used to think of myself as like a non-confrontational person as like someone who who would whose role in like conversation was to kind of like coax the person I was talking to and like kind of let the, like give them, provide them with a space to like kind of say whatever they want to say, but not really like intervene necessarily. And the more I thought about myself as that kind of person, the more I like let that identity kind of solidify. And I would say only in recent years, like a couple of years ago, um, pretty much when I went met like you and like then like some other people, I like realized that like, oh, there's like other there's other like the the point of being in a friendship is to like actually say what you mean and like actually be honest and actually and actually intervene. And like when when you're talking to a friend, like when a friend comes to you with a problem, like you 
should like that's a serious thing like your what you say c- can like impact your friend's decision so don't just like sit there and like like affirm them <laughs> and like like when when like I'll call you on your bullshit you know this and you'll call me on my bullshit cuz like yeah. the, we don't we can't really see clearly a lot of the time yeah, and that's, yeah, that's so true. And yeah. and, it, and I guess another thing is like a huge part of this is self delusion and like being honest with yourself. If mm. you are not honest with yourself and you just believe that the way that you're behaving or like what you're doing is the right thing, even if in like inside you know that it's not, then it's detrimental, like for sure. Yeah. And yeah. 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 So when you, when you see yourself, like as soon as you label yourself as a certain kind of way within friendships, then the friendship like stops sort of growing and the relationship yeah. stops growing in the same way that like families kind of develop roles over over time and those roles harden um and they're really hard to break out of like those patterns are so hard to overthrow yeah but it can definitely be done for sure i feel that a lot because like my family my parents are very traditional and mm-hmm. i think when i was younger and growing up and stuff, it was very difficult for me to kind of challenge their beliefs, especially given that we were we grew, grew up in like very different environments and very different societies. Um, mm-hmm. But as you get older and as you develop a sense of self, boom, plug. Um, <laughs> Um, it becomes, it becomes a lot of, it creates like another perspective of like, yeah, I'm actually going to challenge this person because I care about them. And yeah, it would be, it would be a disservice to myself and them if I just blindly agreed with them or thought that they were right. Um, totally. And yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's really difficult to put your pride aside and like, listen to someone who challenges you though. So it really is, yeah. But that's yeah. literally that's where the most growth happens. Like I think to the times where I where I learned the most about myself or grew the most. And it was when someone called me out rightfully on my bullshit. Yeah. And I was like at first like the initial the initial reaction is to be like, Oh my god, you're wrong. Like because we're mm-hmm. we want to protect our egos and like we don't ever want to be perceived as as someone lesser than. But then a lot of the times like the people who 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 tell us the stuff about themselves are trying to help us and they're trying to like make us they're trying to help us realize something we've done wrong and if we can like have if we can let our pride go as you say and try to see clearly that that's what they're doing that's literally when we grow the most yeah a lot of like the western values of kind of like the self and who you're trying to become um it's limiting in a sense that there's like a there's like an end goal. Like there's like this this self yeah. that you want to develop and everything that you're doing is contributing to achieving that self, that future yeah. self that you're trying to develop. But I think like the Eastern concept is more so there is no final form. Like yeah, you're consistently changing and there is no final form. It's just different versions of yourself and different iterations. Like you just keep iterating and improving and with every experience that comes you just think differently about the next one and that ultimately becomes like who you are and like what you care about and whatnot so yeah fucks just keep iterating my g's (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like yeah i always i always think like the thing we say in the west so often is like oh like find yourself like be true to yourself like you'll um no like (laughs) Yeah, no, fuck that for real. Because that that implies that it's like a search and there's like some like complete version of yourself waiting out there. And when you arrive there, then you'll just like become a full person finally. But like that just, yeah, like you said, it never, never happens. Yeah. And that the dangerous thing about that, I feel like I definitely catch myself 
doing this a lot is that turns like all experience into like stepping stones towards some final destination and you miss out on so much like potential in like the moments that actually matter like there's no there's no future moment or self that is better than the current moment that's happening right now like they are completely equal and every moment has the potential to whatever be something fucking dope (laughs) yeah exactly it's not like they're mutually exclusive like everything is interconnected and i don't know it's it all contributes to who you are i suppose but Uh uh-huh yeah i guess another thing is like fucking plans like yeah planning who you're gonna be or what you're gonna do nothing ever fucking goes to plan (laughs) yeah um there's a really good quote by making concrete uh defined plans you're actually being abstract because you're making these plans for a self that is abstract a future self that you imagine based on who you think you are now even though you the world and your circumstances will change you eliminate your ability to grow as a person because you're eliminating that growth to what is in the best interests of the person you happen to be right now and not the person you will become I think that's, that's so pretty fire. fire. That's fire. Yeah. No, Confucius dropping bars. Yeah. Damn. No, that's so true. And I feel like people often forget that in the present day, what you want, what what you see in life is always going to be fucking so different than yeah. in a month from now. And yeah. it's really hard to accept that because obviously the present moment is so salient. And so mm-hmm. everything that happens in the moment is just like, this is going to be, it's, it's kind of like in fucking high school and the boy that you told you liked to say that said that they didn't like you. <laughs> You're like, the world is fucking over. I've been, friend- <laughs> friend- been friend zoned. And, <laughs> and then you look back at it when you're, when you're funny and hot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then, and you're like, dude, what the fuck? I can't believe I got upset about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know that quote that's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? That's so applicable to this because, in a way, it's like you're almost insane if you're going to behave the exact same way to every situation and just attribute that to who you are and like yeah fucking try something new see what happens yeah it's so like it's so limiting and it's so it's almost like what's the word like dogmatic like it's so that scares me to be honest like as soon as you become this kind of person who just refuses to change at all like i try to i i can like i like understand I, I can like pinpoint those kind of people now and I immediately yeah. are like I immediately cut them out of my life because like yeah. it's just like this the worst kind of energy to have yeah like someone and I, uncompromising like that yeah and, and another like thing that was in the book was that I really enjoyed was they talk about um like an authoritative figure like an adult playing with a child mm-hmm. and how that kind of shifts the roles of authoritative versus like the child to now the child is trying to find the adult and yeah. it's it's like a culture of like role playing that kind of separates those people from their traditional roles and yeah. it gives you another experience or another way of approaching the relationship dynamic that you wouldn't have usually had just because you're kind of role playing and you're trying something different and I think that that is like a really good way of going about life is Mm -hmm. maybe don't get angry this time see what happens yeah just try it out yeah yeah if you think you're an angry person yeah 
Yeah, totally. Or like if you're like when, uh, you know, when COVID stops being a thing, like when, when we start going to parties again, instead of being like, oh my God, I'm such an anxious person. Like I'm going to fuck everything up. Like this is just me. Like just maybe just tell yourself that you're actually a confident person. <laughs> yeah. And maybe and maybe your actions will actually change a little bit. And similarly, if you're lactose intolerant, just fucking tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> try something new tolerate lactose it's fine <laughs> just give it a goddamn try but yeah totally like if you don't if you're just doing the same shit all the time then it's like what are you doing like that's boring yeah yeah and yeah and I, and I feel like i need to remember that for myself too it's like just make different decisions sometimes that you wouldn't usually make Spice it up yeah. a little. Fucking so punch your friend in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, th- yeah, maybe like the only thing you can really say about yourself is that you don't really have a self and that you can become anything. And that's like the, if that's like the, the starting point, I feel like the possibilities just are pretty much endless. <laughs> yeah. Something that I've been recently thinking to myself is like, be intentional with your decisions and be intentional with like everything that you do. And I think that that is a really good way of kind of thinking twice about exhibiting a specific behavior, a specific like thought pattern that you um, are accustomed to. Like, what do you mean? Elaborate, elaborate. Because I I hear this thing all the time, like be intentional, but to me, it doesn't really mean anything. Oh, really? Well, I I guess it's like, why are you doing this thing? Right. What is, what what do you intend for the outcome of this thing to be? Right, right, right. Um, what is your intent for how deciding this will impact like you or the people around you? Like, yeah, just think about your decisions basically a little bit more than you would usually, because I think that like, if you put a little bit more thought into it, that kind of enables this entire idea of like changing it. If you so yeah. choose. Yeah. You that's know? true. That's true. But yeah, I guess also another thing, going back to the plan thing, the thing I really like about Eastern philosophy and like Chinese philosophy in particular is like they really focused on the everyday and and like the minutia of just like moment to moment existence. And they were like, that's where life happens. So like that's where we should focus our philosophical like inquiries or whatever. Um, And I really like that because I'm so very rarely in in the moment to moment. Like I'm always like like taking this weird like bird's eye approach or like I I always tend to believe that like the current moment just doesn't really matter because it's like this thing I was saying before like I kind of have this idea that like one day I'll arrive at this place of like I finally made it like I'm successful now and I'm like my fully optimized self and like Mm -hmm. anything on the way to that is like second rate um Mm -hmm. and that's just bad Bad to the bone. It's not about the destination. It's about the about fucking the journey. Don't stop. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. I think that's yeah. You know. I think that that's the way the fucking cookie crumbles. <laughs> I really have to pee. I think we're done. So yeah, I think we're probably done. I feel like we have so little energy now. Yeah, <laughs> do, that was, do you feel yeah, drained? I feel so. Drained. I do. <laughs> we've we've talked about a lot here. Oh yeah.
this was dense yeah i i feel like so mushy in my head yeah on that note uh, that was a c <laughs> <laughs> uh, a minor <laughs> it's crazy because i don't that's not correct at all no of course not but it's crazy that some people can actually do that people with perfect yeah, pitch so annoying mm, yeah pitch perfect great flick <sighs> great flick that was fun Great flick. <laughs> Don't care. Okay. Dude, I have an ulcer in my mouth. It hurts so fucking much. Dude, try something different today and then don't have don't have the ulcer. Wait, yeah. If I tell myself I don't have an ulcer, then I'm ulcer free. Yeah. If I tell myself I have a huge dumpster ass, I have a dumpster <laughs> ass. That reminds me of that reductress headline that's like, um, how to manifest a dumpster truck ass. <laughs> <laughs> The picture is like a girl in like lotus pose. Yeah, dude. Oh. Believing, believing is achieving. Believing Just... is achieving. CC. Thanks for listening. Crazy content. Wonky. <laughs> what? <laughs> like just saying the word wonky, but in the Just a Mike wonky. Myers accent. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Mike Myers accent. That's a Scottish accent. Wait, yeah, but Mike Myers voices voices Shrek, even though he's not Scottish. Wait, is that true? Who voices Shrek? Isn't it Mike Myers? I think it's Mike Myers, but he does a Scottish accent. Yeah, he's Canadian. I'm pretty sure. Hell yeah, shout out. I love how like anyone being Canadian is like a point of pride. Even oh, for sure, dude. You think it like means nothing, you know, but it's like <laughs> you know how much people respect me when I tell them I'm Canadian here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god. It's crazy. It's like you've increased like your the quality of your personhood has increased significantly if you're Canadian. I thought Americans kind of thought Canadians were jokes though. Like Maybe jokes it alternates. In, jokes isn't funny or jokes is in No, no, a joke. jokes like at like a joke. <laughs> like we're like they're they're like cute little brother, you know? We're like a laughing stock. <laughs> Dude. What? We should have Alaska. It's so stupid I mean, that they have a lot. Yeah. Thing. We'll talk about that on another episode. The next episode is just going to be a fucking manifesto against America's fucking, what's the word when you, when you. Colonize? Acquire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. America's colonization of Alaska. Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. That's all. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Come again? <laughs> All right. Follow us on Twitter. At GDP Pod. I think we have like 20, 25 followers. That's Something so, like that. we've increased. We've increased. We've increased 25 fold. Yeah. So for the 25 fans out there, fucking see you next time. <laughs> I just kissed your forehead. Aw. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs>